ready? Yep. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Wednesday's Live at Noon, and it is not noon. <laughs> and uh, what we've been doing is, uh, for some reason, it was not loading on Facebook to begin with. So uh, we recommend everybody go over to YouTube. We're going to post that on there. Uh, it is running on YouTube. And uh, what we'll do is we'll upload this video back to Facebook a little bit later. So welcome. Welcome. I haven't seen y'all in a while. The trio is back. It's been a while. It's been I know. Happened. I know. I haven't seen y'all in a while, and uh, I've been looking forward to it. I missed our time together. We never made it to getting your cardboard cut out. It's true. We were going to do like a, you know, flat Stanley. <laughs> it's going to be like a flat Pastor Brian. <laughs> pop your head up every now and then. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So hopefully people will get the note on Facebook. Did you put that link all over everywhere on Facebook? So I hope so. <laughs> anyway, if you jump on over uh, to YouTube, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Maybe we can chat there. But uh, regardless, whether you got live over to YouTube or not, we're going to post this on Facebook uh, at some point. So uh, we just, uh, I'm happy to see y'all. I've been looking forward to this. So missed Miss shooting live videos with y'all. I needed Miss some you, chuckles. For you. <laughs> Speaking of chuckles, y'all, today is the day that the chair is going to break. It's I, cracking. I'm, I'm <laughs> prophesying it in the name of Jesus. It's been cracking. The Lord loves me. It's no longer wobbly. It's wobbly and leaning. <laughs> wobbly and leaning. And leaning. And whenever I move, I hear cracking. So... Like this. That, that's, hey, I hear that, that cracking yeah, too. I yeah, heard it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Today may be the day. May be the day. I will laugh so hard. <laughs> so your natural reaction as you fall is to grab whatever. So I could grab your chair and just pull your chair back to What you. great television. Awesome. <laughs> then we could have demonstration of healing exactly. right on live. Exactly. So excellent. So great. That's good. Well, uh, we just welcome you today. Uh, we're going to be talking today about winning when attacked, uh, running to daddy. And uh, winning when attacked, running to daddy. And uh, what does that mean? So uh, listen, if you're watching this live or even if you're watching the replay, share this uh, because uh, there's somebody that you know and it may be yourself that can really utilize this and you can start to win when you're attacked. And have y'all ever been attacked before? I've heard that mm. attack happens every now and then to Christian. I heard we had an enemy. Have y'all? A few times. Huh? A few times. You've been attacked? Like, is that <laughs> even a word? Does. You know, when we were at a minister's conference last week, he opened up by talking about, you know, bullets were flying in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, definitely there have been some people under attack. Can you relate to that? Uh, can you relate to being attacked? I know we can. And mm -hmm. I know y'all can too. But uh, it doesn't feel like fun when you're attacked, does it? No, sir. <laughs> Not at all. No. Yeah. But thank goodness we don't live by our feelings. And uh, so... You know, if you're a Christian, you are attacked, but the great thing is we have the victory. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the question is, in your experience, how many people have actually walked into the victory side of things? Mm. Um, how many times did it take you a little bit of time to learn how to walk into victory? Uh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of well, mistakes. What made that change? What made the change? Um, for me, it was 
I didn't realize that it was possible. Like I, I know for me yeah. a lot of growing up and my understanding of the word was that God was in control. So you're supposed to learn through uh, attacks like God sends them to help you learn and grow. So when I realized that it's not God's will for you to just be defeated all the time and yeah. to have to suffer and go. Th when I realized that I had a part to play in controlling yeah. the outcome, that shifted my how I reacted to things. Yeah. I didn't just take it anymore. Yeah. I, I stopped being a punching bag for the enemy, I guess, is the best way. So our title is Winning When Attacked, Running to Daddy. And Nicole writes, it should be Running to Diddy, which is funny because just this week I was talking to Joel and uh, he said, he said, Nicole got up there the first day and she said, we're just going to bring our offering to Diddy. And she, he said, what in the world is a Diddy? <laughs> what kind know. of church is this? I had no clue what it was. D-I-D-D-Y. For like a couple weeks, I was like, what <laughs> word is she saying? Like, I'd never heard it. It's, it's a Pastor Nicole thing. So we're going to, uh, we're going to actually talk about a specific aspect of winning when attacks come. How do we win? And we're going to be talking about running to daddy. The, the question is, though, like what you just said is, we didn't know that we could win. Mm -hmm. We didn't know. A lot of times we just think, well, whatever comes, that's the will of God. You know, God is sovereign, and which I think is one of the worst doctrines out there, the way that it's used. It's not mm -hmm. that God isn't sovereign. He is sovereign. Right. But the way people use it, it takes it uh, causes them to drop any responsibility for faith because, yeah. well, whatever happens, happens. Right. Whatever will be, will be. That's not what the Bible teaches us. So you're getting into the Word and knowing who you are and who you're called to be and built to be too. Like, yes. Like in First Timothy, when he's done, we don't have a spirit of fear, and a lot of times the attacks is what it is is to get you in fear. Yes. And if you realize that scripture, then you already know then that that's not possible. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't walk in fear. We don't we don't carry that spirit of fear as a child of God. Yes. So once you learn that basic scripture right there, that's already puts you ahead of the game for most of the attacks that's going to come your way. It's a great point. And uh, so as we're jumping into this today, I want to share a story with you of something that happened to me when I was young. And, uh, you know, I know that you all have some stories of your own as well. But as we're jumping in today, one of the things that I want you to get is, hey, there's somebody that you know that needs to hear this. Go ahead and share it. Uh, we may do a prize again this week. What do you all think? You all want to do that again? That was cool. I think it was Laura Ferreira, if I'm saying yep, her name right, that won the Chick-fil-A card. Glory to God. Was that 20 bucks that we gave? It's 25, but Chick-fil-A is really interesting, um, and they don't do gift cards that you can give online. So it's it's still in the process of being worked because it hasn't been excellent yet. But it's going to be $25 to wherever can we, we can Can we just send. buy one? To mail, yeah. That, that's, Did we do that? We haven't yet because they haven't. We can chat later about why okay, it's been Okay, great. Awesome. Yep. Well, we're getting it to you. Glory to God. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, we need to get that accomplished. But yep. uh, maybe do another, uh, whoever shares it, we will get, uh, do a random selection of whoever, whoever shares it wins another gift card today. So because what we're talking about is an important topic mm -hmm. today. So you had vacation. You uh, were out of town for a couple of weeks at different places. How was that? Great. Amen. Amen. Vacation was nice. Did you go to the beach? I did, as you oh. can tell. <laughs> I come back 
extremely dark. You're a little darker than you were before. I don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> don't believe in it. Don't I understand. It. Nicole has to believe in it. Yeah. Jade does too. Yeah. yeah. Her and Oliver. Man. I became a believer when I took your roles to the beach. <laughs> I understand. Became one. I understand. So what was your uh, best part of vacation? The vacation? <laughs> the vacating? Uh, the well, I would say getting to sleep in, but when you have a, a three-year-old and a six-year-old, there's no sleeping in. That was Sleeping in is 8 o'clock in the morning. So I guess that was we actually an, an extra 45 minutes to an hour of sleep. We have an Oliver. <laughs> yeah. He don't really. <laughs> but just being able to relax and not have being on a time schedule yeah. and be able to go at whatever pace we wanted to do if we didn't want to do anything, yeah. be lazy, that was just great <laughs> awesome. relaxing and so you were in Texarkana the ministers conference with us I was. yeah what was your favorite part um all of it <laughs> but it was we were my husband and I and pastor and the girls got to go to Texarkana at pastor Tracy Harris's ministers conference and the whole thing was great, but for me, one of my favorite things is when it gets to be George and I that get to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, I've been able to do more traveling this summer to different places, and this time George got to come too. So yeah. being able to sit and receive with him and watching um, him be able to relax, I guess. Because yeah. um, here he, he oversees security and different things, so he's kind of always on while he's here to a degree. Yeah. So watching him be able to fully engage was really, really awesome. That's it was awesome. a blessing. That's awesome. We had, um, that was a great trip. And uh, actually, uh, we invite you, Pastor Tracy, we just found out yesterday, he's going to be here for two nights Yay. Uh, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be life-changing. Oh, man, it is. Love uh, him. He's been a spiritual father to Nicole and I for years now. And uh, he's just awesome. So he's going to be here. He brings a power of God, revelation, miracles, healing. Uh, he, he is a full package of uh, a representation of what God wants to mm -hmm. do in the earth. And uh, he's just such a blessing to us. So he's going to be here Sunday and Monday, July 14th and 15th at 630 at Boomerang. So you're invited. Uh, your life will change. Come on and uh, be a part with us and give us a call. Let us know that you're coming. But uh, that'll be in basically two weeks, mm -hmm. less than two weeks now. So uh, we're looking forward to having him. It's going to be awesome. But so. come with your expe expectations high. Yes. Don't just show yeah. up. Show up knowing that you're receiving and taking it back with you. Yeah. yeah. That's the important part. Yeah, it's important. You're, you will receive how you expect. So if you come in here, it's like, oh, well, it's going to be yeah, whatever then that's what you're going to get mm -hmm. is whatever. But if you come in and you have a high expectation, then it'll be high. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, amen. Uh, so let me uh, tell you about a story that happened to me. I don't know if y'all have heard this story. Seems like maybe you have, but uh, it's a really interesting one. So I was in uh, Greensboro, living in Greensboro, and it was around seventh grade, I think it was, seventh or eighth grade, and uh, so how old would that be? Twelve. Twelve-ish, right? So I was twelve-ish. Many uh, moons ago. Huh? Huh? 
<laughs> I have to go back to the recording and see what Paul said. Said Any, many moons ago. Many moons ago. That I is true. I think you still look young and sprightly, Pastor. Amen. I appreciate that. So anyway, we had uh, many moons ago. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> I can see both of you did. It's awesome. So anyway, we were there, and my dad was preaching. Uh, at the church there on Alamance Church Road. It was Calvary Christian Church. And at Calvary Christian Church, uh, it's there on Alamance Church Road in Greensboro. The parsonage where we lived, our house was behind the church. And then the main road was Alamance Church Road. And I would catch the bus in front of the church. And uh, so another friend of mine, his name is John Gates. We were best of friends. And uh, we would go and build the model rockets and shoot them off in the field. And we'd ride our bikes everywhere and jumps and everything. And uh, he and I were great friends. And uh, we'd go camping together and shoot our BB guns and do all kinds of stuff. We just had a big time. And uh, anyway, we would catch the bus together out in front of the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, so basically... Uh, the church is here, and then right in front of the church is a little bit of a yard, and then it goes down a significant hill, then there was the road, and then it went back up a little bit. Well, uh, so the road was lower than the ground was, and in front of the church was a walnut tree. Well, you know, boys, things to throw, you throw them. Like, that's not a question. And so we would, uh, we would throw these walnuts, and we'd throw them across the road. So while we're waiting on the bus, we'd entertain ourselves. We'd grab these walnuts and throw them across the road. And it was easy because the road was so low, we'd just chunk them. On the other side of the road was woods, and we would just chunk them over there. So we did that for weeks. Like, as long as it was producing walnuts, we were chunking walnuts. And, and uh, well, one day I, I threw one... Um, I think it was me. It might have been him. I don't remember that part. It didn't really matter. But uh, we threw one a little bit low, and the power lines at the road, uh, instead of throwing them up and over the power lines, it hit the power line, and where the road was, the walnut hit the power line, then it dropped straight to the ground in the ditch, right? And uh, the problem was, uh, it, no car was damaged or anything like that. It didn't even come close. But the problem was the guy driving along was a young guy in a nice, I think it was a Camaro or something like a nice red Camaro. And uh, what he saw was one of us wind up and then he saw it bounce beside the road right as he was driving by. So in his mind, we were aiming at his car. Yeah, we were aiming at his car. So he's a young guy, got a nice car. All of a sudden, uh, he whips in the church parking lot, and me and John are like, uh-oh, you know, what's going to happen now? Because we're 12-ish, mm -hmm. you know, and this is a grown man, young, young man, but still, I don't know how old he was, maybe 18, maybe 20 is what I would guess. Uh, but he pulls in, and he starts coming out uh, towards us, and, uh, hey, Laura's watching. Hey, Laura, good to see you. And, uh, anyway, thank you for joining us over on YouTube. Sorry, Facebook's not working for whatever reason. We will post it there later. But, uh, anyway, so here's John and I. This, this man, this grown man gets out of his car, and he starts walking up towards us, and he's ticked, and he's mad. And he's coming with uh, purpose, purpose <laughs> and anger, 
because we were trying to hit his car, his nice car that he probably, you know, worked hard for and, you know, anyway. But he was not coming to be nice to us and tell us how great he thought we were. And uh, he comes up and he starts pushing my friend. And he's like, well, you know, you know, and he's pushing John and, and he's pushing me. And uh, John starts crying because it's just like emotions. Like we're getting ready to get our tails whooped. And, uh, and we know it. And there's nothing we can do about it because this dude's too big, you know. And about that time, right about that time, I mean, it had been... Five seconds that he had been pushing on us, right? And uh, he is hot. He's cussing at us, which we were pretty innocent. And, you know, have a grown man cussing at us, forcing his way on us. We were scared. And, uh, hey, Octavia, good to see you. Glad you switched over to YouTube. That's awesome. Good to see you. And uh, so here's this, this grown man thinking that we were trying to hurt his car by throwing walnuts at it, which we weren't. We were really completely innocent. We shouldn't have been doing what we were doing, but until that moment, there'd never been an issue with it, and it was just an accident. He thinks we're trying to harm his car, comes up, starts bullying us around and pushing us around, thinking that we were trying to hurt his car. Well, then all of a sudden, uh, right at that second, my dad comes walking around the building, walking around the church. <clears throat> oh, my gosh, I've never been so glad to see my dad <laughs> All my life, because, you know, my dad was a Marine. He was a rough guy before he got born again. He knows how to handle himself, and he walked straight up to that guy, and, like, he doesn't manhandle him. They don't get in a fight, but my dad lets him know, you better leave now. And the guy gets in. He fusses a little bit, and he leaves, but we didn't get our tails whooped. And I was like, he's never come up there while we were catching the bus before. He never came after that. That was the only time in years of catching the bus there he came around the corner. Oh, did the Holy Ghost pick a good day for him to come around there? And we were like, oh. And I was like, Daddy, you know, and then we get in trouble uh, for throwing walnuts. But it was, it was a lot better than getting our tails whooped. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I... I can you imagine the joy I had seeing my dad walk around that corner? And, um, you know, he was, he basically told the guy, look, they may have done something, but you are not going to lay another mm -hmm. hand on those boys. I'll tell you that. And I was like, I love you so much right now. <laughs> and uh, I was so happy to see him. And so was John. <laughs> and so have you ever had those moments where, it's just, you know, we need to run to daddy. That was a moment where I needed my daddy. I needed my dad. And yes, I was, you know, adolescent, bigger than a small kid, but I needed my daddy. Mm -hmm. And many times that's what we need in the kingdom of God. We need our father. We need to run to our father. And what I found is in, in 10 years of pastoring, most people don't run to their daddy. They don't run to the Father who wants to love them and mm -hmm. protect them. Actually, and they don't know this, and that we're getting back to knowledge. The Word says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They are gone into captivity for a lack of understanding. Most people don't know this, but their actions actually run away from the Father. And if you can imagine that the Father has a covering, it says that He will hide us in the secret place where the enemy can't even find us. That's where He will hide us in that place. And right in that moment, if we are in the Father's covering, if we run to Daddy, the devil can't touch us. 
But what we end up actually doing is running away from daddy and we're not even aware of it. We don't even know that we're doing it. And then we blame him for not being there. And it's actually us that ran away from him instead of to him. And so how do we do that? Well, let, let's look at a scripture. Let's look at uh, the scripture that talks about this in Psalms 100. Let's go to Psalms 100 and verse 1. And it says this, A psalm of thanksgiving, shout joyful, joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. I want to key in on verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In other words, to get where God is, Mm -hmm. how do we get there? To get to where God is, to run to daddy, how do we get there? We enter into the gates with thanksgiving, and the courts with praise. Now let me ask you this question. What's the first thing that happens when we get attacked for most people? That's been the case. Are we thanking God? No. And are we praising Him? No. And so what we're literally doing is (coughs) running away from His presence Mm -hmm. instead of running to Him. And that's what we need to do. If you want to win an attack, you've got to run to God. And how you run to Him is you start giving Him thanks and you start giving Him praise. And when you do that, you'll enter into His presence. And He'll come around the corner like my dad that day Mm -hmm. and uh, He'll handle business through you. So Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, I think it was uh, right after we got back from the Philippines, I think, when I went to the doctor had some stuff going on went to the doctor and it was yeah. kind of like the doctor was putting up like this bad news that he was trying to bring to me so of course first thing I did it's got that fear that kind of like depressed kind of thing thought I was big enough to handle it myself but then my wife being the wife that she is contacted pastor <laughs> and let him know what was going on and told me to call him so then I called him, and then that day, that's exactly what we did that day was we were just praying. Yeah. And then while you were praying, you told me just to start worshiping, giving him thanks, praise. Yeah. And as we did that for, I think it was like 10 minutes, I think, Yeah. pain that I had went from, I think it was like a nine, yeah. all the way down to a zero. Yeah. But it started with first humbling myself and knowing that, I need to submit and seek wise counsel on the situation. Yes. And then pastor pointing me to scripture that takes you into that, that grace that he's yeah. given us, that, that dad with the arms open. And once I started putting on the praise and thinking, then that's when it immediately just left. Yes. So then I canceled all the tests they were wanting to run and all that. I just canceled and never went back and never had a, problem or situation yeah. come up after that with it. So it really took something that the doctors were trying to make like a big thing and took it down to where it just didn't exist anymore. So when you ran to daddy mm-hmm. through thanks, through the gates of thanksgiving 
and the courts of praise. He met me. He met you there. Yep. And see, that's it. That, and that's how we win an attack. And yet, what you said is so important at the beginning. You said, I started having fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I started having fear over it. What is the purpose of fear? You know, it says that perfect love, which is God, cast out all fear. Mm -hmm. Perfect love cast out all fear. There is no fear in love. He's not given us a spirit of fear, hear this, but a spirit of power, mm -hmm. love, and a sound mind, right? So in other words, we should never be carrying fear. We should be carrying a power, a love, and a sound mind because we've run to daddy. Mm -hmm. The purpose of fear is to keep us outside of the gates, yep. to keep us, if there's a covering, to keep us outside. And that's what fear does. When we operate in fear, we literally are placing ourselves outside the gates, which is why he says, be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. Fear not, right? Cast your cares on the Lord. He's saying, enter into the gates of thanksgiving in his courts with praise. But I can tell you time and time again, and even many of us know this. Oh, yeah, yeah, we agree with it and amen. But what happens when the doctor's report comes? Mm -hmm. What happens when a situation blows up in our face and we don't know what we're going to mm -hmm. do? Fear mm -hmm. tries to come every single time. And that's the moment where we need to be, it needs to trigger us. When we, we I've said this for years, learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Mm -hmm. Because when you start to recognize the symptoms of fear, that needs to be a catalyst that triggers you to go, oh, it's time to praise. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's time to give thanks. You got something? Yeah, well, one of the, talking about the symptoms of fear, one of those symptoms that you can recognize it's fear is there's a heaviness that comes on you yes. because it, it's pressure. Fear is pressure um, that comes from the world and it's all this junk. Well, the word tells us that God's given us um, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Yes. So when that spirit of heaviness and that spirit of fear and doubt and whatever the world tries to throw at you comes on, God's given us a garment, a piece of clothing to clothe us in praise. But clothes don't just come on. You've got to choose to put them on. That's I have lots point. of nice clothes in my closet, but until I go in and select it and put it over my head and my arms through the holes, I'm not going to wear it. It's purpose. You've mm -hmm. got to yeah. make the decision. And so much of it comes back to a personal responsibility to praise and to worship. Are you going to miss it? Sure. Are things going to happen in your life? Probably. But you know what? God's given us the supernatural mm -hmm. tools to break through the things of the world yes. to enter into his spirit and his rest. We choose to enter into his rest and into his praise and go to him. Pastor could drop the kids off at the entrance of Disney World, but until the kids, like Luke decides, I'm going to run through those gates and go to... He's not going to enjoy what's there. God's brought us to him. Yes. We've got to choose to walk forward. It's like with the when I was sitting here and she was talking with your message Sunday with the seed time and harvest and you were talking about how he always gives an example of money with that just because that's of the least that's 101 well the first thing that always rouses people with the offering is well I can't give that amount because this bill yeah. well that's fear yes that's fear and yeah. that that offering that tithe that that amount that he puts on your heart, that's what he's trying to get you into another level. So how is he going to keep you out of that level? Yeah. He's going to bring fear on it. Well, then that bill might not get paid. And that's something that it, it took me and Jade a while to learn. Yes. And we, 
we've sold big amounts, but it's not maybe not big to some people, but it's been big to us. And those yeah. I know when those times have came, and he, I've given an example where I've sat there for 45 minutes arguing with him, like, Lord, I don't, that ain't gonna happen. That's like, that's three quarters of my account right now. Like, I don't. Mm. And then I when I put the fear down and stepped into what he was asking me to do, and put on the praise. Yes and gave exactly what he told me, then it opened up a whole different flow of everything coming in. So, but it's that fear that he tries to bring on to you that's trying to hold you back. And once you realize that in your offering, like you were talking about Sunday, that seed time and harvest, all, that's that's not just a seed, it's all year, every day with everything. Once you realize that with just that little thing, then it really comes into play and opens all of the doors up for everything yeah. he's trying to give you. But that's why fear is his biggest tactic is keeping you is because, like you said, it gets you outside of that covering. Yes. Well, let's run with that example for a little bit. So a lot of times what will happen is, let's say that you're attacked in your finances, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're attacked in your finances, then the natural thing to come in a corrupted world is fear that you won't have enough. And then God says, okay, give me this. And you're like, I already don't have enough. It doesn't make sense to give more (laughs) of what I don't have. That doesn't make any sense. But what's really on the line here? What is actually on the line? Do I trust God? Mm -hmm. Am I thankful for what he's given me already? Because even what I do have, little as it may be, it came from him. Mm-hmm. So am I thankful with it? The other thing the other thing is, do I praise him in it? Do right. I praise him with my offering? So what the Lord's actually asking you to do in action is to thank him and praise him. Come and run to daddy mm-hmm. and then you'll have what you need uh, for that attack. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what actually needs to happen. And But then people go because of fear. Mm-hmm. They'll say, no, I'm not giving that. And they actually miss what they do is they stay outside of his presence mm-hmm. and don't run to him. And then they actually never receive what they need. And they don't realize that the very answer was the thing mm-hmm. uh, that he led them to was the offering. And our offering, not just talking about finances, our offering can be what we do with our time. It can be what we do, you know, in multiple areas. Mm-hmm. I had a situation, I was telling the girls the other day, and y'all have heard this story, but I had a period of time where our finances were, we knew were going to go down $1,000 a month starting at a particular month, and it was coming quickly, and I didn't know what we were going to do. I mean, we were just living with our nose above water mm-hmm. anyway. So what am I going to do now that it drops a thousand dollars a month? I have no idea what I was going to do, and I just went. I said, "Lord, what do I do?" I hadn't heard anything yet, but I went to Him. About that time, and the devil showed his hand and recognized the emotion of fear. He says, "About that time, the devil says, well, you're giving this much in your offering, not the tithe, but over and above the tithe. Mm-hmm. Here's your offering you send out every single month. You need to cut that back." I was like, well, for a split second I went, yeah, that's a good idea. For a split second. And then about a split second later I went, wait a minute. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, no. He's trying to get me to eat my seed. Not going to happen. No, my abundance is in that. There's no way I'm going to. My future harvest is in that. There's no way I'm giving that away. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, matter of fact. 
Yeah. You know, matter of fact, devil, just because you made the recommendation, I'm going to give more. Yeah. I immediately went into the bank account and I raised my giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what happened. After that, I don't know how this happened. I tried to do the math. I still, and I'm good at math. Like, I still don't know what happened. But somehow, we had more than we had before. And the $1,000 came out, and we still had more than we had before. Now, how did that happen? I still don't know to this day. God, I ran to Daddy. We ran to Mm -hmm. Daddy through praise and through thanksgiving. And we did it that way by putting down fear and and into our giving. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times it's not just through our giving that happens, but we need to start thanking Him. You know, when the doctor's report, you got something? Go ahead. Um, Well, what keeps coming up to me is so many people don't recognize that God is someone that they should run to because they're scared of him. Um, Or they've been raised to believe that God's a really harsh punisher or whatever the case is. And so literally what's coming up in my spirit is we started this off um, earlier by talking about how Miss Laura had won the Chick-fil-A gift card. Well, that's my responsibility to send to her. And I haven't done it yet. Now, there were hiccups, but that's still something that I ultimately have dropped the ball on up to this point. So pastor representing God in this situation because he's my spiritual father. You know, it's very easy on my flesh to come up with an excuse and be like, nope, this is, this is something else and it's not me. And it's the, but truth of the matter is I didn't esteem it like I should have, could have, would have. And so while my flesh would way rather um, not talk about this at all or anything, <laughs> uh, the truth of the matter is I know Pastor enough to know that he loves me. And even though I've made a mistake, I, That's he, a great point. He's going great to point. love me through it, point out that it's wrong, but then also give me suggestions on how to do it better. And he's not going to think less of me. He still loves me. And it's not like, okay, Barrett, you're never going to be here again. See you later. Like, I'm not fired. But he loves me. And that's what God does too. Like yeah. A lot of the times... It's not just attacks that are from the enemy. It's stuff that we've done or we've brought on or we haven't yeah. thought through or we've opened the door to it. And so much of it can be shame to keep us away from God. But the truth of the matter is if you humble yourself, like Paul was talking about, get to know the love that God has for you. And even if you've caused it, yeah. God's mercy and grace is greater than what you've done. Mm-hmm. And he will immediately teach you how to allow his grace to flood you so that way he can turn it to work it on for your behalf but you've got to humble yourself to it and be willing to receive the correction be willing to hear that you've missed it but then be willing to receive the grace and the love that comes from the father because that's what he is a good loving father not an abuser he loves you Well, and looking at that strategy, the Bible tells us that we need to be aware of his devices, of his Mm -hmm. schemes. And so what the devil does so many times is this, is he'll tempt you with some type of sin, some, some something that you know you shouldn't do. And maybe it doesn't work the first 10 times he tempts you, but then he tempts you the 11th time and you fall for it. As soon as you fall for it, how much do you feel like running to daddy? Oh, not at all. You don't feel like <laughs> running to daddy at that moment. And so that's when he pours on the attack. 
And so he'll tempt you until you slip. And then when you do slip, then he'll attack you. And he knows if you run to daddy, he's already lost. He knows that if you'll put on thanksgiving and praise, he's already lost. But because he's caused you to sin and tempted you to sin and you fell for the bait, now all of a sudden he pours on the attack. You don't feel like, and, and the train just seems like it keeps going down. But if in that moment, and I've found myself in that same moment so many times, in that moment if you'll just say, Father, Daddy, I have messed up. I've messed up. And I ask you to forgive me. I repent. I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's, it's a heart change. I'm not just giving you lip service, yeah. but it's a heart change. You turn, you will find your loving father sitting there. It's like my dad that morning. My dad, who's corrupted, he's not Father God. He's got his own issues, just like I got my own issues, because we got a corrupted flesh. Mm -hmm. But here he is that morning. He wasn't sitting there, like, beating me up with that young man. He, was, he didn't come out there and like, well, let me get in a blow too, you know, because he just, you know, threw some walnuts, you know. No, he took care of business first, and then he gave me the discipline mm -hmm. on what I should and shouldn't yeah. have been doing. He taught me later, but he protected me first, and that's what you see out of our Father. Our Father is always sitting there ready to receive us. Yeah, we may need to be corrected and disciplined, but don't, if you ever fall for the temptation and then you come under attack, Run to daddy. Start praising God. Start thanking mm -hmm. God. Don't wait on it. You mentioned the verse, um, Isaiah 61, 3. And and let's just read that verse. I want you to see this. It says, he's talking about Jesus and the anointing that Jesus brings. And he says, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes. Uh, oh, this is, I'm going to go to the King James here. Uh, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. So in other words, when you find yourself in ashes, here's what God wants to do through Jesus. He wants to give you beauty instead of ashes. Instead of you know, appearing ashy and, and dirty, He wants to clean you up and give you a beauty. Uh, praise God for that. I need some more of that. Amen. And uh, the oil of joy for mourning. When you find yourself in mourning, the heart of God is that He turns your mourning completely around to joy. Now see, if you're in mourning and you won't receive joy, then you're actually fighting what God wants right. to do in your life. Then He says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And you were right when you said earlier, there's a heaviness that comes on uh, in that attack. Like, oh God, what are we going to do? How is this going to work out? What's the deal? And what we actually have to do is we have to say, I'm taking off this heaviness and I'm going to put on praise. Yeah. I'm going to put on the garment. Like, be intentional with putting on uh, heavenly clothes instead of putting on the world's clothes. I need to be intentional mm -hmm. to do it. He, when he says that he's given us this, then we have to say, by faith, I'm putting it on whether yeah. I feel like it or not. I might not feel like it right now, but by faith, I'm putting mm -hmm. it on. Yeah. Right? And he says uh, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be, uh, might be glorified. Or another translation says the oaks 
of righteousness. In other words, what will happen is when we start to put on thanksgiving, we put on praise, we run through the gates and into God's covering and into his courts and into his presence, the attack can't stand in the presence of God, but we have to be purposed to put on thanksgiving and praise. We have to say it by faith, I'm running in there and I know it'll stop. I know it will stop, but I've got to run to daddy. But Again, we go back to the beginning of this. What happens when you get the doctor's report? You know, Miss uh, Miss Nancy here at the church just recently, she got yeah. a report of cancer. She's like, uh-uh, I'm running to daddy. I'm putting it on. She's believing God. Well, last week, cancer-free. Cancer-free. Why? Because she ran to mm-hmm. daddy. She didn't run to what the world said. She ran in. She started giving him thanks. She started giving him praise. And today she's cancer-free. Yep. Glory to God. But we've got to make this a habit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what happens, most people, as soon as they receive a bad report, oh, I I don't know what I'm going to do. How is this happening? Why, 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 Lord, why, why? And immediately what they should be doing is saying, Lord, even in the midst of this, I thank you. You are so good. I trust you. And this is what you see even in Job, which we've talked about so many times. Job, he doesn't understand what happens. Uh, Most scholars believe that Job was written even before Genesis was penned, right? That it was written. It was very early on. He didn't really even have a good idea of who the devil was is what it looks like. He didn't understand that there was two sides to this. But he's, he's sitting there completely confused. But at the end of the first chapter, he hits his knees and says, basically, even though I don't know anything that's going on, I don't know how this happened, Lord, even if I die, I'll worship you and I'll trust you. In other words, he was saying, Lord, I praise you, I thank you for who you are, and I trust you. That opened up the door Mm -hmm. for his victory to come in. And by the end of the book of Job, he has been restored. God has given him the oil of joy for mourning. He's turned his ashes into beauty, and he has been completely restored. It's actually a great story of victory when you're attacked. But he did it by running through the gates of thanksgiving and the court into the courts Mm -hmm. through praise. And uh, so y'all got something? If not, I do. Well, I I was thinking about last week at Pastor Tracy's minister's conference, there was um, a man there, uh, Brother Dave, and he was talking about how the Lord told him that he had been chronically unthankful. And and he's like, I was a pretty thankful, like, I'd say I'm a pretty thankful person. Like, I thank God in the morning, like, I thank him throughout the day. But the heart of who people have been have not been as thankful as we should have. And, you know, I was thinking about, Something that Teddy has said when it comes to just praise and worship, like music and whatnot. So many people are unqualified to worship God because they haven't praised him sufficiently. Like you're not yeah. qualified to be in the Holy of Holies and go to the deep places of God if you haven't praised him. Well, to get to praise, you've got to be thankful. Like so much, uh, and myself included, this has been absolutely a growth area for me. So much of our focus is on, has been on carnal stuff, like stuff that we can see, but God's called us 
to be like he was, a water walker, somebody who can speak to the storm, somebody who knows who they are in Christ and what they're called to be, like Paul was talking about. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know where you're seated. You're not seated here. We're seated Mm. with Christ. He's defeated everything. Everything's under our feet. And if everything's under our feet, what can touch us? Nothing can separate us from him. Who we are is amazing because of who Jesus is. And when you got that inside you, not just words, because you can sing songs and people will sing, you can say whatever, but when it's real to you and it's alive, it's different. Like I can praise God and say, well, thank you, Jesus. You you do great things. But when I realize he is so good, <laughs> like when I realize yeah. how good he is, it's a totally different statement. Like yeah. praising yeah. him is alive and it, yeah. ah, it does something. Sorry. Well, that no, was side. <laughs> no, that was, there's something that we, when we actually have a full revelation of who God is, we start to realize that we can't lose. Mm-hmm. We can't lose. And even when it looks like we lose, we don't lose. Every time, you know, I've had moments where it looked like, man, I just lost. And then I turned the corner because I gave thanks and praise to God. I turned the corner and I didn't. I won. All you, know? you do is win. Yeah. Win, <laughs> win. No matter no. what. That was so good. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Speechless. Speechless. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) You feel like you just won. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, he says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph, who always leads us to victory. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... uh, we do. That is all we do is win, no matter what it looks like. So no matter what. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm seeing the, uh, um, what is it, lip sync battle with, uh, what, who was that? Emma Stone. And uh, that was a great one. That's one of my favorite ones. So, anyway. Way to sidetrack it, Barrett. That didn't happen. I feel like we need to start thanking and praising God right now. Thank you, Jesus, for mercy and the love of my pastor. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, so how can, here's the question. If he says, thanks be unto God, who always leads us to triumph, how can he make that statement? If he's not always leading us to triumph, how can he make that? He's not just if he's not actually doing that. One of the things that you've heard me say, you can turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.16. But one of the things that you've heard me say, because I think when you get a hold of this, it changes how you look at everything. There's certain things that unless you're operating in a, a, a gift of the spirit or a deep level of spiritual things... Your eyes, your physical eyes, only see what is in this physical world. But if you could see over into the spiritual world, you would see God being a very, very good father. And even when in the spiritual world, or excuse me, even when in the physical world, it looks like I don't have a hope. If you could look over into the spiritual world, you would see God being God. Mm -hmm. And you would say, I do have a hope. Now, over on the physical world, anybody looking at you would be like, they crazy. (laughs) 
Because they would not understand what you're seeing with eyes of the Spirit. And see, they don't understand many times what you're seeing by the promises that God's given in His Word when He says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph. So I can look here, destitute, the enemy is against me. We got 300 men against 100,000. What are we going to do? And everybody else would be like, they did. You know, but... They're saying, no, thank you, God, for the victory. And they would be looking at you going, they're crazy. And the reason is because they can't see what's actually going on in the spiritual world. They can't see God being a good father. And he's like over there. And see, the, it may be the very last minute. But does it really matter if it's the last minute when you win? No, if you win, you win. I don't care, really care when it comes about. If you win, you win. And if it's the last minute, the last hour, the last week, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to win. And if you could see over there, it's like God, you know, God's sitting there like, look, I got your victory right here. I got the winning right here. And everybody else is sitting there going, they look like it's got nothing. Oh, my goodness, this is going to be so horrid. You know, of course, they won't stop watching because they like seeing people destroyed. But, you know, they'll just, oh, let's see what's going to happen here. At least it's a good show. And then all of a sudden, the power of God comes through. And they're like, what happened? Where did that come from? It was happening the whole time in the yeah. spirit. It was happening the whole time. Why? Because God is a good God. And so then all of a sudden, we can start giving him thanks Ahead of time, before we see the manifestation, we can start praising him for how good he is. You know, like Elijah uh, in the, I think it was Elijah. Yes, Elijah uh, in the town where everybody's starving. They had the embargo against the town. And he says, tomorrow, you know, flour will sell for this. And the guy's like, you're crazy. And he says, well, it'll happen, but you won't partake of it. You know, and so that guy's looking with eyes of the flesh, but Elisha uh, is seeing with eyes of the spirit. And he even says to uh, he says to his guy there, he says, "Those that are with us are more than uh, than those that you see." He said, "Lord, open up his eyes." Now I'm not sure if that's the exact same story or not, but he, what you're seeing is there's two different sides to this. Always, you're always seeing a spiritual side and a physical side. And when we start to look with with spiritual eyes of faith on the promises that God's given us in his word, we can praise him when it looks crazy. We can thank him when it looks crazy. And he says this um, over in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, hold on one second here. He says this, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always. He doesn't say rejoice if it looks good. Rejoice if it looks like you're winning. He says rejoice always in the good, in the bad, in, in, the, in the times that feel all right, in the times that feel scared. He says rejoice always. In other words, now if he's telling us this and there wasn't something to rejoice over, that's very unfair. And we do not have an unjust mm -hmm. God. We do not have an unjust God. That would be unjust of him to tell us to rejoice, but there was nothing to rejoice over. It would be unjust for him to tell us to give him thanks, but there was really nothing to give thanks over, right? He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Here is Christ Jesus. This is Christ. This is the will of God. In everything, give thanks, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Lord, I thank you. Mm -hmm. I thank you. Did y'all have something? 
you were laughing. I was laughing was when you were saying, even if it's at the last minute, you win. <laughs> when Super Kids gave their, gave their lesson, and they had teams You're picked. You're about to fall. Like, <laughs> you're, you're about to fall. Of keeping the trash out of the square. As I was standing there, the weak leg? I, <laughs> I'm almost positive I heard this come from the Holy Spirit, and yeah, I feel like this no. confirms it. God loves me. He told me, <laughs> I feel like he told me, just collect an armful and hold it. And then right when the last beat of the music came, I dropped it all in so they didn't have time to get it out, which caused victory for us. <laughs> At the very last minute, when everything seemed like it wasn't, he gave me the victory in the last second. Just because he's found a way to twist this to work it for his behalf does not mean this was Jesus. And see how it makes your flesh feel. Oh, yeah. We'll show you how it makes your flesh feel. Well, that's why I started laughing because when you were saying I was like, I literally have a great example of the victory at the last second. And it was funny because their thing was the the fruits of the Spirit. So it was spiritualized. It was... I loved it. I thought it was a great example. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play games often, and it's because I have a which competitive why, nature. Which is why Barrett's not allowed to sing. All I do is win, win, um, win. Sir, <laughs> I would like Jade to come up here and explain to everybody how she trumped you at Uno, is what I would like to have um, happen. <laughs> we're, we're derailing a did, lot right now. The competitive flesh that's there. Who right came now. home with a medal from Summer Search? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, but did you win or did you come um, in second? I still declare a recount. Did you come in second? Still that's declare a recount. That's one. That's two. Still declare that's a recount. Two. All I know from Summer Surge <laughs> is I see a video on Facebook and I see Paul power drive some kid hey, into I, the ground. That's how that Paul like wins. 12. Hey, actually, I Six, told him. four. <laughs> I told him I wasn't going to do it, and this kid, I, he, he knew who he was. He knew what kind of power he had, and he, that there was no way he was going to get hurt because this kid was like maybe five foot tall and was begging me to put this knocker ball on, which is a huge thing. It was like, <laughs> give me everything you got, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, come on, I'm not, I'm not scared. You're not going to hurt me. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, let, let's protect you a little bit. The knocker ball is like a big, big bubble ball, wrap, big kind bubble of wrap ball. <laughs> yeah, right? huge, like like this much bubble wrap in between the two. Yeah. Of them. like it's. So. And he kept asking and kept asking, so I finally put it on and like I gave him like a trot and like hit him. Then the other kid came up and he was bigger and said, "You're the biggest guy here, or one of the biggest guys here." I want you to hit me. So him, I did give him a good trot. And he forgot to put the shoulder straps on, and he did come out of the knocker ball. But he loved it. He had a smile on his face when he came out and was like, this was awesome. For the first five seconds before he blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was going to, I'm glad I brought this up because I needed to hear the background story of the kid asking for it. Because before that, you and I were going to have to have a talk. Yeah, because I think it was, I think it was Pastor Justin's dad was standing there. He was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, I don't think it is either. And then he was like, it was like that, that little persistent kid was like, just give me everything you have. Don't hold back. And I was like, I can't do that. Perhaps we ought to put that in the captioning yeah. of the video on Facebook before people form an opinion. 
I but, think it's great. <laughs> I was like, uh, Paul. What was great? The one on video here? that I wish we would have got though was George yeah. getting taken out by Brother Lionel. Oh really? He seen Barrett and was he going for Barrett. That is what happened. He was going for Barrett and then out of nowhere, Brother Lionel's little short, stocky guy, out of nowhere, it's like a rocket came by and just <laughs> boom, just like <laughs> took him out and I was like Because George had <laughs> Full on, like, <laughs> power lined me earlier. Like, knocked me off. I'm like, we're married. <laughs> what are you doing? He's it's like, his one no, moment. It's a game. Yeah, it was the one moment. He there was, was no way you could get moment. hurt because you were in a knocker ball. Mm -hmm. You were surrounded by cushion. There's no way you could get hurt. That is your one opportunity. I, I told him that I hoped that it was worth it for the marital counseling that was going to come afterwards. That would be good marital. Remind me to high five That would be good counseling, though. It's just like, hey, guys, let's just put the knocker balls that's, on. Let's just valid. take out frustration. A nice way to get out aggression. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Let's get back on track. <laughs> James 4, 6. We're back. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hear this. Listen. Ooh, ooh. Listen. Verse 8. <laughs> draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Most of the time, and then if you go on to verse 10, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. So it has everything to do with coming into the presence of God. And you'll notice here and in 1 Peter 5 where it talks about resisting the devil and he will flee. Resist the attack, resisting what the devil's bringing. Both places it talks about humbling yourself to God. And so what we have to understand is uh, praise and thanksgiving is humbling ourselves in the midst of an attack. So even if we don't feel like it, even if our feelings mm -hmm. are like 180 degrees opposite direction, we start to put on praise. We start to put on thanksgiving. What we actually do is we run to our daddy and we come into his presence and he delivers us. And uh, so we need to make that. So what I said earlier is true, that it's a catalyst. It's the trigger that when any time fear comes up, any time the attack comes up, that ought to trigger us. Start thanking God. Start praising God. Uh, the other day, um, Luke was not feeling good. I had started running a fever. We immediately, we just started, I took him in my arms, he and I together, and we just started thanking you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing us. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And uh, sure enough, by the next day, that time, the next day, he was completely healed. You know, completely, not a, not a problem. But it's just, Lord, I thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We praise you that this doesn't have a right to stay. It cannot stay around. It's got to go. We're coming into your presence. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. And uh, so, listen, when you're attacked, when you're attacked, if you want to win in that attack, we've got to run to Daddy. And how do we run to Daddy? We start praising Him. We start thanking Him. We come into the gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. We come into the presence of God. And as we humble ourselves to live life the way that God's told us to live life, as we humble ourselves, we're empowered to resist the devil and his attack and come out the victor. And then all we do is win. win. No matter what. <laughs>
<laughs> so we thank you for watching us today. Make sure to share this. You know somebody that it'll uh, be beneficial to. And uh, we love you. And I'm so glad to have you all back here and me to be back too. We've had some travel going on, but I've been looking forward to it. I realized the other day, I was like, man, I've been missing our, our Wednesday lives. And uh, so missed you guys. Y'all did good while I was gone too. I was on vacation too before that. We tried to keep it under control. Did it work? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not pointing any elbows at people, but... <laughs> I'm just going to thank the Lord right now that this chair is not made falling. It, made it through. It made Daddy, it through another session. I will buy you Taco session. Bell for a week if you break Paul's chair right now. <laughs> I'll double I'm it. so not serious. I, I can go higher. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. I'll we buy you the big party Taco box Bell of tacos. Whoa. <laughs> Boom. 24 tacos. What? I can buy you a taco a day for the rest of your high school career. So let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's have it, anybody who shares this uh, on Facebook this week in the next, uh, until next Wednesday's broadcast. Uh, anybody who shares it, we'll put you in the drawing uh, to win the gift card from Chick-fil-A and send it to you. $20, was it 20 or 25 25 Whoa, $25. So good Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, I know. It's good. We had it last night. I had a salad. Chick-fil-A salad. It was still good chicken. Salad was. <laughs> he satisfies my mouth with good things, so it was good. <laughs> I seen a thing on Facebook I'm going to try next time I go. I was told if you get a Chick-fil-A sandwich and you cut it yeah, and then ask for the salad bowl and put the fries in the bowl and the chicken and get buffalo sauce, and it's like chicken fried nachos. Buffalo. Whoa. I'm going to try it. <laughs> Did you know that McDonald's has a like a blacklist, like Starbucks has a blacklist, like the stuff that you can't... Apparently, McDonald's is a special menu that only mm -hmm. Paul knows about where they you do. concoct things. Really? So, Paul's the one that you need to take to restaurants with you. Yep. You can get... They're I used think I've to, heard about that. My buddy, Dustin, who is from Arizona, has gotten a PB&J from McDonald's. What? Yes. <laughs> Why? I didn't know. There's number. <laughs> there are menu numbers that are not up there, apparently. And there's a McDonald's. You pay money to McDonald's there's for a, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. In Mooresville, at a McDonald's, you can get a McDouble with about. a Chick-fil-A or with a chicken sandwich in between. So you got cheese, hamburger patty, McChicken, hamburger patty, and cheese. Delicious. You've had it? I have. And then you put some sweet and sour sauce on it. Man, it's great. Welcome to what you missed when you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Every restaurant's got some weird stuff that you just don't see. You got to be bold Speaking of enough food, to ask. We didn't eat during our twelve o'clock hour. I'm ready to go eat now. Amen. Yep. <laughs> food. Oh, and by the way, it's Priscilla Rogers' birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. I look forward to uh, more episodes. Podcasts are coming out. We're getting uh, ready to go. Live with the website here shortly. We're working on it, getting it up and going. And uh, we love you. And uh, let, let us just pray for you right now. Father, right now, we just ask that every attack in the name, we declare it, in the name of Jesus, every attack comes to nothing. 
No weapon formed against them shall prosper, Lord. It doesn't mean that the attacks won't come. It means that in the midst of the attacks, they will run to Daddy, and the presence of God will disintegrate every attack in Jesus' name. Father, we will, say it with me, we will, we will. thank you. Thank you. We will praise you. We will praise you. We will you. run to you. We will run to you. And we will humble ourselves to your way. We will humble ourselves to your way. We will resist the devil. We will resist the devil. And he will flee. And he will flee. And Father, we just thank you so much for that. Lord Jesus, you're our Lord. You're the director of our lives. Father, we believe that you died for us, that your son, you sent your son and he died for us. And we believe that you brought him back to life. And when you did, you raised him up to heavenly places and you did not leave us in the place of death, but you raised us up with him and we are now seated with him in heavenly places today. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Ghost and fire so that we might live this life the way that you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you haven't said that prayer or you need to uh, recommit your life to the Lord and step it up a notch, raise the heat level up in your relationship with God, get on fire with God, then make that prayer your prayer. And we love you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining with us. Remember to share it the next seven days until our broadcast next Wednesday. Uh, whoever shares it will do a drawing and give away uh, that gift card from Chick-fil-A. Glory to God. We'll send it to you. Love you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye. Love you guys. Adios. Bye. <laughs>